Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are reviewing Pacific Rim Uprising. The Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, we just saw it. We did. Yep. Did in fact just see it. It is a thing that we saw with our eyes. It is. We're not. We're not going to tease anything about what's happening behind uh, behind the review section. That makes it sound like there's something nefarious happening behind. I don't the know. Review. So don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Where's your boss reference? Just sliding those in. <laughs> sliding into our DMs. <laughs> That's right. Just <laughs> sliding those. Sliding to the DMs with the Wizard of Oz reference. With the Wiz. This is really weird. This is I very strange. I don't know what's happening I right don't now. Either. It's it's, uh, right. it's late at night. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm tired. I'm I'm pretty pretty uh pretty worn out as well. So the movie was was relatively long. We were in the recliner seats as well. Yeah. So this is the thing about the recliner seats. So recently, we had several theaters in Nashville. Upgrade to recliner seats. They gotta have a reason for you to go there, Chris. I've got several things that, like, I have thoughts. Yeah? One, compared to the seats that were there, mm-hmm. these are an upgrade. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, these are, these are an upgrade. Yeah. You're very comfortable. Like, I mean, I'm not, you know, I have nothing against them other right. than um, they might be too comfortable. Yeah. Like, I was uh, gonna say, perhaps too comfortable. Yeah. I don't. So whenever I'm watching movies at home, I don't like recline. I don't have a recline. Maybe some people do. I mean, I do. I, I definitely lay down whenever. Uh, oh, but I don't, I don't. I don't have like a recliner. I lay on the couch. Yeah. Um. But so there's that. Yeah. Uh. I think it, it maybe so. I do sometimes. I watch uh, movies laying down on my couch, but I I don't lay in such a way where my head is like. It's like I'm laying in a bed mm. looking at a TV. Mm. You know what I mean? I see, I see. You're just like pointed straight at, your feet are straight at the screen. That's right. Rather than like laying on your side or something yes. and watching TV. Uh, so there's that. They're also like very plush leather seats, yeah. which is great. High I would quality. Assume, yeah, it holds up fairly well. Somehow it makes it real hot though. I mean... Like I get real warm in those seats. I think that probably they would have to be somewhat treated to make sure like, oh, that like, the, you know... The bacteria sweat like doesn't build up or whatever. I mean, right? I, I don't know if they are that. I don't know that part. I try to ignore. Yeah. The fact that if I'm sitting here sweating on these seats, someone else is sat here sweating. On I these have seats. actually considered bringing something to like wipe them off or like clean them off before, yeah. but I, mean, I never do. I always worry about my 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 hair. Mm. Like mm. you know, you never yeah. know what lacy little kid sat in that seat. I mean. It it can be a problem. I've I've had that thought in other theaters as well though. <laughs> yeah. Like so it's not oh, for sure. It's not it's unique not, yeah. to the recliner no, seats. It's not. I just feel like whenever I'm laying in it, it just seems a little more like <laughs> it's well, more definitive that if there's something here, it's going to get on me. Well, you're also like not on your guard. You know, you're not sitting yeah. sitting up in a <coughs> in a position where you can easily defend yourself from anything. From the lice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I defend myself from the lice anyway. Man, I got something caught in my throat. The the, the, the very militant lice. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, uh, I so, also have some so, thoughts. So, Chris. so there's that, and then, uh, then I think the last thought is, um, I don't know what my last thought is. They're a little sh- like as as someone who is who is decently tall, like reasonably tall. Like yeah. I'm not like super tall, but I'm like a little over six feet, yeah. right? 
my feet they hang off the end yeah. and like they like you're they're at this weird yeah. angle the whole time oh, so, and so, so like my feet sort of feel uncomfortable whenever i get up and i'm like am i is my blood flow bad down there because like right well, like i said i'm tall anyway so it's like my blood flow is not great to my feet anyway yeah. i don't so, know okay so here's the thing i i realized i realized what i was gonna say it, it relates to that yeah there is literally only one way to sit in these seats you, it's true you can't really reposition yourself mm, it's true like I guess if you chose to sit in it like a normal seat, that's fine. Like yeah, with, sit it with, up. Yeah, sit it up. But like it's just like super straight and uncomfortable then. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, because they do have a decent amount of pillow to like to angle your head toward the screen while you're laying down. Yeah. So it's like I felt like I tried to do that initially whenever we like were watching the trailers, and I was like, I don't know if I can possibly do this because the pillow like kept my head like where I had to almost like look look up mm. like in through my eyeballs. Yeah. But my head is tilted down like in order to see yeah. like the, what's going on on the screen. I mean, this is probably the four, thir- third or fourth time we've we've uh, watched a movie in these seats. It's and true. Every single time I I get to the end of the movie, I'm like, I have not moved, and like my body hurts now. Like, that I, I like body I, man. I think I, think I re- yeah, definitely. I think I reposition myself in normal situations, mm, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in that, you just like you just lay there. Well, see, I I also think like it makes it easier to give in to the uh, to the like sleepiness mm. a little bit. Oh, definitely. You know, for sure. Because, like you said, you're like a little bit warmer than normal seats. You're in a laying down position. Yeah, you're reclined, and it's like, and your head has like a, this pillow esque kind of thing yeah. behind it. And you're just like, man, I could just give in right now. Like I, it's, it makes it a little bit, a little bit harder if you're tired. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this has been Chaircast. <laughs> I also think about this, though, Chris. Like, the only reason that this is even a thing, right, is because it's different than it was before. Like, this is, like, and the, the, they're billing it as, like, deluxe seating. Yeah. Like, if it was if it was just normal theaters, it's, like, sure, you would complain, that you know, about it being uncomfortable. But it's, like, this is, like, a, I think about these chairs even more just because, like, they, it's almost like they want me to think about them. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they're, like, these are the best, you know? And so oh, I, yeah, it makes me yeah. think about them even more because they're trying That's to, like, true, push yeah. them on me. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, like if yeah, if this was just like the thing and they always had been, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't like yeah. it would be a big deal. No, I'd just be like, oh, that theater has those chairs. I don't think it would change my thoughts. I I just yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So John. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Uh actually two big things, Chris. Yeah. Um the first one being over the weekend. I watched uh, the majority of the season of uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, was it good? Season um, two? It's uh, season two. You haven't two. finished yeah. it? I haven't finished okay. it. I'm a, a few episodes from the from the end, but uh, because something happened on Monday evening um, that occupied the rest of my time, Ah, which was uh, which we'll talk about in a second. See if these. Yes. Um, but Jessica Jones, really, really good, dude. There was numerous times in the first like few episodes where I was like, man, this is why this was my, like season one was my favorite like Netflix show yeah um because it it merges this genre of like detective show uh like private eye detective show not like cop detective show but but, like private eye detective show with the superhero genre super well two things which i enjoy you know um and uh and that's that that's that man it's really good so if you haven't haven't watched jessica jones season one watch jessica jones season one you're gonna have to have that before you go into season two that's awesome um, and then season two you don't need to watch any of the other stuff to enjoy this series like you don't need to know anything about uh even the defenders like because technically mm. the the timeline is jessica jones season one right defenders jessica jones season two right but you don't really need to know anything about what happened in the defenders uh okay. which i kind of appreciated uh yeah. from that perspective so just because that do you like so i feel 
I would rather them be standalone in some ways. Completely. I mean, I would rather, like, if they're within their own series, I feel like where I lost um, some of my level of, like, oh, this is super fun with Daredevil was whenever it ties too much into, like, where the Defenders was at. Yeah. And then the entirety of the, uh, the Iron Fist show um tied into the defenders and so mm. it's like and i didn't enjoy that one as much as mm. i enjoyed the other so i mean like i think like where where the that sweet spot for me is is keep it kind of within its own show kind of like a ongoing series goes like with a comic um where it's like oh man this you know detective in new york city private detective in new york city you know this kind of noir style comic yeah. is awesome and shouldn't probably be interfered with by this global conspiracy ninja kind of stuff that happens with like the defenders and stuff yeah um and so i guess that's kind of where i stand on it i can see it over episodes though totally I mean, I, I would be in for that. Um, Luke Cage uh, spun out of Jessica Jones season one. Right. And that was really cool. Well, um, Jessica Jones, didn't she spin out of Daredevil season two? <sighs> no, I think some of the, like, so they share some characters. Um, like uh, one of her clients is uh, is a lawyer um, who deals with um, with the Daredevil series. Um, so, yeah. I mean, in fact, uh, in fact, uh <sighs> What's his face made a made a quick cameo, like a five second cameo on Jessica Jones season two. Um, Daredevil's partner. Oh, what's his name? Uh, I can't even remember his name. Foggy. Like froggy. Froggy. F- foggy. 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 Which yeah, fo- yeah. He made a short, like five second kind of a uh, appearance on this show, and uh, and it was a nice nod. But it's like I'm glad that he didn't have more to do. So. Oh yeah, he's a terrible actor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they don't give him the best stuff to work with on that show. Oh either. no, yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> I mean, I really like yeah. So, some of the some of the characters you can tell like get the short short end of the stick as far as the storylines and yeah. plot lines go on uh, on on the Daredevil series. But this show so good so far. I I'll, I'll I'll update you whenever I'm done. All right. We'll see if it has those filler two episodes that every single uh, Netflix Marvel series has had. Yeah, which is odd since they're so short. Yeah. Jessica Jones Already. season 1 only really had one uh one filler episode. But even that I was like I was like, "Oh man, this was kind of a filler episode. You end in the same basic spot with a couple extra of in- things of information." So, anyway. But yeah, Chris, then to throw everything out the window, Sea of Thieves. Mm, mm-hmm. And my life, as of Monday, mm-hmm. after I like finished work that day, <laughs> pretty much revolves around like piratey things. Yeah. Because uh, I, I signed up for the Xbox Game Pass. I'm yeah. doing it that way. So it's uh, I think there's a 14-day free trial. Yeah. And then it's $9.99 per month after that. Yeah. And so that gets you in for Sea of Thieves to, to play it for the amount of time that you're in that program. Well, before we go there. Okay. I don't. I don't want to like go out, go off on see if these because we're just gonna get stuck there for a minute. Okay, go for it. So the other thing, the one thing I want to talk about, okay, is f- I played over the weekend. Played su- a ton of Super Hot. Yeah. So have you played it yet? No, it's an Xbox game with gold. So yeah. you get if you have an Xbox Gold membership, you get it for free. Yeah. Um, dude, that game. So like, I remember it came out, and I think it was around the time that that, or at least whenever I heard about it, it was around the time whenever. I was thinking about getting a PSVR whenever it released. So, mm. like, in my mind, that was always a VR game. And, and even, like, it it technically is. They didn't change much. Yeah. Like, um, in terms of the UI and, like, what it's doing. Because, like, even, not spoiling anything, but 
in the game, it's very self-aware that you are playing a VR game. Nice. But I'm not. I'm sitting there with a controller and playing jelly. a real game. Um, so explain like how the game works. Yeah. And, like, so the I mean, so basically, like you know, in a nutshell. If you remember, like, uh, there's some old RPGs and even some recent ones, but, like, for every step you take, that's whenever the enemies, enemies move. They only right. move whenever you move. Um, and that's basically what this is, only in a first-person shooter uh, scenario. So, like... So time only moves whenever your character is moving. Basically. The, Interesting. Like, the bullets... So, like, so say they, they also shoot at you. So there, there are basically, like, three types of gun or weapons in this. There's a katana. There's a shotgun. Oh, actually, four. Shotgun. There's a, like, a... Uh, auto rifle or uh, yeah, machine gun, like and, an then Uzi. A, and then there's a pistol. No, it's it's like it's like a it's like a full auto. Well, mm. maybe not a full auto. It's like a if you pull the trigger once, it fires. I think like four or five shots, mm. kind of like AK forty seven or something like that. Interesting on like burst fire. Yeah. What's so say you're going up against these guys? It's very like stark. There's a there's you know white rooms. It's like you know you're in a simulation kind of thing. There's these red guys. Um, and they shoot at you, but like so, even if you stand still, the bullets, everything moves, still moves very, very slow. Ah, okay. And so, if they fire, since bullets are the fastest thing in this game, mm-hmm. they actually move at a decent pace, getting to you if you just stand still. So you can't just like, it's not like you can stand there for a half hour deciding what to do. Yeah, and map out your movements, um, which is or cool. Like, and it, and it forces you to like actually just make a decision and and do things. And so, I like that. But man, I played through the. Whole campaign, phenomenal campaign. Um, played through a lot of the endless mode, nowhere near completing all of that. Mm. And then so mo- a lot of the challenges went back into the campaign and got like all the collectibles. Cool. There's like all these like I mean, you run back through these uh, levels and there are hidden areas. Interesting. Where you, it's actually more of the story if you access these hidden terminals. Cool. Um, it's not. It doesn't add. Um more breadth to the story just a little more depth to Makes the story sense. um but yeah dude like i think everybody should play this game like i i feel like i wish i had not kind of overlooked it yeah as just a vr game or yeah. like because it's i mean i'm sure it's great in vr as well i'd totally play it again in vr but it's it stands up on its own as a non-vr game like there's i don't i don't see any detriment to playing it as a non-VR game. Well, and you think about like even at the concept of it being a VR game or whatever, like there are, there are portions of like Titanfall and stuff like that where it's like, oh, this is, you know, we're going to put you in the simulation and you, you know, there's games that'll put you into like a VR yeah. helmet and refer to it that way. So it's like, you know, this isn't something that is uh, completely <laughs> alien to the gamer yeah. or whatever. So I mean, it'd probably make it more immersive if you were in a VR because like, I mean, it's, it is very like self-aware that you're in a VR. So like whenever you boot up the game, it's like VR uh, equipment check and mm. like you know all this kind of stuff and, yeah um again without spoiling it it like you are playing a vr game you're, yeah um and so there's aspects of but i again i don't think that there's anything lost by playing it other than immersion yeah by playing it uh on your console with a controller well that's awesome dude i'll have to dive in i downloaded it um yeah. but i ha- i didn't actually dive in i mean it's so. pretty quick too i think i, I probably i mean i think i've my total play time right now is at like ten hours or something like that. So I probably yeah. completed the campaign in, you know, four or five hours. Um, that's awesome. So like, that's not bad. That's a good. That's a so, like I like that length yeah. of, of a campaign for something like that. Yeah, that's that's like a weekend game. You know, a game you yeah. know you start start sometime on maybe Friday night or something like that and finish it on Sunday. Yeah, so it's a good game. That's awesome. That's awesome. Other than that, 
Piratey things? Is it time? Aye. Okay, so on the day that I got Game Pass, I was like checking to see if we could preload the game. Could not preload the game on Monday night. Yeah, that's kind, of a, that's kind of an oversight for Game Pass. Like, So this is the, for some, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. So uh, Microsoft Game Pass, which is $10 a month. Um, up until now, they've had, they've had good games on there, but yeah. there have been more... Um, more previously released games, so like Halo Five Guardians is on yeah. there, and I think just just this month, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is on there. Yep. Um, there's a lot of indies on there. Uh, I don't remember if like Gears, like if is are all the Microsoft properties on there? I don't know if all of them are, but a lot of the more yeah. current ones. So like the last Super Gears Lucky's of War is, is on there. Yeah, yeah. So like. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's been games there, but they haven't been super recent. So now, like, uh, Microsoft made an announcement a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, or I something. I think we like talked that. about it back in like February or maybe something. Maybe we like did. That. But the weight of it wasn't necessarily apparent yeah, at the time. That um, games like Sea of Thieves that are first party games will come out on Game Pass day and date with their release date, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, if you're a, a, a Game Pass subscriber, like, you don't have to wait to play this game. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a movie coming out on Netflix the same day it comes out in theaters. Like, right. That's what that's like. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, so uh, you would think that just like if you pre-order the game, yep. you could preload this game if you have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it exists on the store. You can download the 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 like game. It's not live until they flip the servers on. Right. So it's like you would think... You could preload, but you couldn't. But, but you can't. So hopefully they change that in the future. That, yeah. You know, that's, that was kind of a bummer because we, yeah, we could have played on Monday night, but we didn't. We just right. waited until Tuesday. Well, it was the thing like with Monday night, like I started the download right at 11, like whenever it went live, the service went yeah. live and it was like, oh, here it is on Game Pass. It was like 11.05 or something like that whenever it finally showed up on Game Pass. Um, and then, so I downloaded it and it didn't get downloaded until like right before midnight. And I was like, I'm going to bed because I will dive into this thing and take like three cool. hours and, and do some stuff. Yeah. Um, so I went to bed. But in the meantime, I played Shantae and the Pirate Curse, oh wow! Which is also on uh, Game Pass. Like Game Pass has a lot of games on it that I didn't didn't anticipate, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm going to download this and play it, play a piratey esque yeah. game well, while I'm waiting for the pirate game to, to to launch." I talked about Hugh a few weeks ago. It's on Game Pass. That's right. Like you, you should totally play that. Our listeners should play that if they have Game Pass. Rise of the Tomb Raider, like you said, I downloaded that as well. Nice. I don't know when I'm going to dive into that, but I'll, I'll dive into a it. A huge game. Um and uh, but yeah, like so, Shantae and the Pirates Curse. If you have Game Pass, that's a definitely a game you, you played play. that on switch didn't i played that on 3ds. 3ds okay um it came out on 3ds and yeah. then it came out to uh xbox and ps4 later and then now it's actually on switch this week nice. um they've launched it there i really love that developer way forward is a great like platformer yeah. slash action game developer yeah. like 2d-esque game yeah. anyway but yeah so see if these launched on that day but we also got i got the uh the book the tales from the sea of thieves yeah we, bo- yeah, we both picked up the so um Along with the release of, so uh, with the release of Sea of Thieves, Rare decided not to do a collector's edition, which I, I actually like this concept. Like, um, I th- and I feel like a couple companies are doing this now, but they're not releasing a special edition, the collector's edition. They're like, hey, if you want to support this game in a way that is greater than the initial just purchase of the game, um, we have our our store on our website where you can buy additional things. So, like, this is a big book that has... Basically, it's it's the background for um, the different factions in the in the game, like Some mermaids, the lore, yeah. ships, like, 
where all this kind of stuff comes from. Uh, like, there's stories of pirates and actual, like, users from the alpha. And, um, it, like, there's way, yeah, some cool art. It's it's not an art book. I, I no, will say that. But, no. like, it just provides, like, a lot of, de- and it's, I mean, how many pages is it? It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, they're it not say? numbered. They're not numbered, but it's uh, ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of so pages. much text. Yeah. I was surprised by how how like extensive this book is. Well, and then like if you follow along with the story, there's like these other other two kind of written in the margins uh, yeah. pirates that are like commenting on what is written and like making jokes and like bantering right. back and forth, similar to like they're trying to go for that like uh, S that yeah. book that kind, kind of, of vibe. It's not, it's not really that complicated. It's not it's not as like immersive as that. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's not like a. I would say that's that's bonus. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not the no, main story no, or whatever. Not at all. Which, uh, but I was just surprised at how much content is actually in there. Like, agreed. I mean, I've gotten. I picked up uh, the collector's edition of the division, and it no, and no, separately from that. Sorry, separately from that, there was a book that came along with the division, and I think we talked about it when that came out. So the journals, uh, yeah, the journals, and it had like story stuff in there too. Um, but I feel like this is so much more just like in-depth it's like hey there's a whole page about the mermaids yeah and um there's some like crazy poems that you like read and like right it's really cool well that along with some of the concept art and things like that 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 they slide in there make it really like a cool thing to both flip through as well as like spend some time reading um which is which is nice but yeah so like i read through that a little bit on monday uh, while i was waiting um you had it how did you have it on monday i I think it might till tuesday we didn't get there got Mm. on it got to my house on Monday? Tuesday. Oh, maybe it was Tuesday before it was I played. Tuesday. Must have been Tuesday before I played. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Uh, so, Tuesday. Yes. Jumped in. That's right. Sea of Thieves. That's right. You got in a long time before I did, actually. Um, I We went to uh, the to- local Toys R Us to, like, check it out before all the clearance stuff went up yeah, we and, like, about that, that sort of week. thing. Um, but yeah, like, so I wasn't on until way later in that yeah. evening. But... play So, um... The the game, I mean, the I mean, I'm, we've talked about the game. I don't know if if extent if we talked about it extensively, but we've, we've been playing the game for a while. So if you played the yeah. beta or the alpha, like you know what you're getting and what you're getting into. Um, there's been some backlash online, oddly enough, for like the lack of anything extra. I guess like a single player like campaign I don't or something think that's like it. that. I think it's just like they wanted, you know, like I think they feel like they're just doing a bunch of fetch quests. Or something like that, and that's like the extent of the game. Which, yeah, if you played the beta, like I don't know how you play the alpha and beta, and then or even watch footage of it and don't know what you're getting into. Right. So right. there's there's that side of things. Um, but like, it's great. Uh, the only like drawbacks are like they are getting hit hard with a lot of people. Uh, basically, they said four times the amount of people than they ever had uh, in any of the betas. Yeah. So that's crazy. That's insane. Yep. Millions of people. Uh, playing this game, and I appreciate like they they have been updating us, which is great. Like yeah. in the post Destiny Two world, um, where like you need <laughs> you got to be talking to your your fan yeah. base, over explain what's going yeah. on, and they have been like uh, rare. They released a video on um, Tuesday. Oh, no, it was on Wednesday, so it's yeah. like forty eight hours after it launched. And they were like, so this is what we're doing. And, you know, like, this is what's happening. This is our solutions. We think it's going to roll out by end of week, blah, 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 blah. And, like, both of them look dead tired. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> they looked yeah. like they had been up for days. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they tried to roll it out slowly over like from different like uh, regions. Yeah. And I think that my, that might have actually just like stretched out the entirety of the thing because it's like, okay, we've launched it in this region. Now we're going to launch it in this one. So it's like you feel like the team would just yeah. have to be there for you know days at oh, that for sure. point so well and so the, as a just as a um there are bugs to the game let's just say that like yeah um like i don't think i'm to the point where i could review it yet but like yeah. um i'm not gonna pretend that there's not bugs in the game and some of them i mean sure you know like there's bugs in every game they're gonna have to you know patch it out figure it out out um a lot of it comes with like whenever there are a lot of peak concurrent players on yeah um and so like I th- what's crazy is there's a couple bugs so like my experience was we logged on um it took us about half an hour to get in the first time interesting and there's so, so that's server side kind of stuff mm-hmm. from what they've explained but then um whenever I tried to equip my sword or my gun mm-hmm. not there oh! and then eventually all my inventory except for the cannonballs uh <laughs> bananas and Just wood disappear? disappeared what so we waited for like half an hour to get in and then all my stuff's gone. So then oh, like, man. well, we, we ran like one mission to an island and got a couple chests and turned them in. Like, so like, well, you know, Fultron and Aaron were shooting, um, uh, the, the skeletons. the skeletons and like doing all this other kind of stuff. I'm running around capturing chickens and like taking the, the, uh, the chest back to the ship and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, trying to just do anything I could that didn't require a weapon. Didn't require I could, hands. Well, I, could, I couldn't even pail out the bottom <laughs> of the ship whenever we hit a reef because I don't have that's a. Awful. I didn't have a, a bucket. Apparently, that's a bug. So if you encounter it, like what's funny is on their stream, they're like, "Yeah, we think." Um, I forget what it was. They're like, "We think doing this fixes it." I'm like, "Well, we fixed it by just dying. If you die and go to the ghost ship and come back, you have yeah. your weapons." Yeah. Um, but we didn't know that at first, so we like we're like, "Okay, well, let's log out." Let's get out oh, no. and log back in, and, and Chris will have his weapons. And that's around the same time you got on. We were playing our second session there. And then whenever yeah. you you actually joined us in session because people people left. Yeah, middle good. of the session. Yeah, so I good. really didn't want to wait in that queue again, wait for another half hour Yeah, trying to get into the Well, that the was game. honestly the only way that I was really able to get in that night. Oh, because um, you joined was, our session? Was, yeah, because like, I got the invite for you guys. Like I had only, like I tried like a few times to get in. And yeah, it there was, was just some giving, cinnamon beard Yeah, errors. giving me the cinnamon beard error. And because uh, I was trying to do like a solo thing while you guys were full. Yeah. And finally, I actually did get into one, but it did take a really, like it was, you know, that was maybe 20 minutes later that I, yeah. Yeah. Every time it had aired out. Um, but then, like, I was like, okay, if you guys just invite me, can I join straight over there or yeah. will, like, do something funky? And I was able to join straight over, which I was super happy about. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, I feel like we've only, like, I don't know, granted, we only played it a few hours. I mean, I played it for probably four hours at night. I feel like I've only scratched the surface of this game. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing. That's the criticism I don't, I don't get um, kind of, like, coming from online. There's, like... There's so much to do. There's all these factions with different quests, yep. different um, areas of the world to explore. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, the, three different regions. Yeah, three different. We haven't we haven't even tried to do one of the the skull like outposts. Yeah, skeleton fort. Skeleton I think is forts. They yeah, they take like they're supposed to take like two hours, up to two hours to to um, do on your own. Dude, the other day I I accidentally sailed too close to one by myself. 
And the skeletons on that skeleton fort can just snipe you with cannonballs. <laughs> like I ended up having to like patch up my ship after that because I had like come into the the cannonball range and they just nailed me. That's and it's like, amazing. what in the world? I mean, that's awesome. So uh, I'm excited to explore that. Like, there's the Kraken eventually. Like, yeah. What like I want to rank up these um, uh, these factions so I can get to like what they're calling the legend status, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So like, I mean. There's so much in this game, and it and it's so much so much fun to play with your friends. Yeah, um, I'm I'm super happy with it. I I do think that um, they probably like they need to they need to fix some things. They need to update it. Um, otherwise, I, what I'm afraid of, like I don't know where all the like if this is this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. It seems like they were caught off guard by the amount of people playing it, which the only way that that happens is enough people buy it outright on day one or yep. they have more Game Pass players than they thought they would. Yeah. I would assume that every Game Pass player is playing this game right now. I mean, now. there's a 14-day free trial if you've never had one. And so it's like, it's free. Yeah. You know. So, uh, like, my, I guess my, my fear is that they won't respond quick enough and they'll lose a lot of the player base. But yeah. then again, you know, if people are jumping in, they're like, hey, this isn't for me, then those are the people you want playing your game anyway. Right. Like, right. I actually really like the game as is. Yeah. Uh, and I know it will change over time. Right. I'm not saying don't change it. But. Right. Well, and I think, like, it's funny, like, I was talking to Aaron, who's been on, on the podcast before, and I was talking to him about it, and it's like, he really enjoys the game as well. Like, he's in that boat. Like, I think we, uh, pretty much the, the crew that we he's run that with boat. is in that boat. Yeah. <laughs> good old, good old pirate humor. Um, pirate puns. Anyway, the, uh, like, he, he really likes it as well, but he's like, I wonder if they'll change the world. And I was like, well, they live, like, they're not unaware of games like Fortnite. You know, that completely like adds new regions to the map. So it's like they're there. They could very well have like a seasonal event where there's a brand new island somewhere yeah. and go to this island and do this thing. You know, so I like those things will take time to implement. My fear is that if they have so many technical issues now, that's kind of backlogging them on those things. Is that like how long will that delay like the the next update, like yeah. the, the content update? Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, they're working on it right now, obviously. Like, they're going to, like, release a patch sometime soon. And, like, they're doing a lot of things server-side. And even, was it, like, Aaron who was saying, like, late last night, it was a lot better. So, Oh, yeah, it was like, a lot better last is, night. Honestly, you know, you think about uh, only Destiny 1 and 2. Like, they're the only games that, I, in recent memory, that I can remember have launched and not had problems at launch with their online multiplayer. That's true. Uh you know, even Call of Duty yeah. has is rough times the first couple days. Yeah. So, like, I think if we get into next week and they're still having problems, that's whenever it's like, oh, you know, there's a some warning flags here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some you know, some flags, Chris. Some, yeah. I like Gosh. it. Um, uh, yeah. the uh, the interesting thing about like this game to me is that like it's so immersive like to whenever even where i was playing by myself like last night mm. i played i played a decent chunk with with aaron and i played by myself and it's like it's so fun to just go and just do things yeah and there are certain bugs that occurred over time like where it's like oh man i couldn't pick up missions or something like that so i had to like log off and log back in or something or it wasn't counting my gold and i needed to buy something and yeah so I, would, I would log off log back in or something or like, like you buy something and it's not in your inventory for some reason right so there's those small like server things like that but 
I was able that last night I was able to log off and log back in instantaneously. Like it wasn't like it was uh, a waiting time. I never got an error. And so like there are things that are definitely getting better. Yeah. Um, and so I mean they were they're they're working. So I mean yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a process I would imagine over there. And they're they're probably not sleeping at all. So right. Um, all in all, man, I like I'm having fun with the game. I I I'm gonna be playing this for a while. Yeah. At least until I've done, you know, all the things that I want to do. And, Pirate legend. Man. And that's the thing, like it, you know, we went on like three different missions, but then like we found a couple of like notes in a bottle and yeah. like, we did a bunch of other stuff like along the way. And so and then again, like played for like four hours and I yeah. didn't I I like you feel like you're like, well, I barely did anything, you know. Yeah. So well, the intriguing thing to me was like whenever I was playing by myself and I, I logged out and logged back in a couple of times, I was in a – like they put me in a completely different area of the world every time. Yeah. And so like every time I'm going out and I'm like, this I've never new. been to this place. I've yeah. never been over here. Why are there so many thunderstorms up in this area? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so it's it's very interesting to uh, to play that game. It's vast. It's huge. And you go kind of make your own fun. You, yeah. you go go do the things. So. Jumped, jumped in with – like I would say don't be afraid to jump in with some – um, randoms. Yeah, you know, like we had a guy jump into our party, and I mean, it was fun. Like he'd never been in there before, so we were able to show him some things and yeah. explain some stuff about the game, which was cool. Um, that, that's the I think, you know, thinking back about my my time with the alpha. That's probably the one downside to the game. Like it, in the end, it ends up being a a pro, but yeah. like at first, it's it seems like if there's a huge like steep barrier to entry in terms mm. of figuring out what in the world am I doing? Yeah. Cause even, I mean, even I'm confused whenever I'm on, on an Island, I like, I, I know they didn't want a bunch of UI stuff all over it, but I wish they would just tell me where the vendors are, you know, like yeah, yeah, have yeah. something over them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm just like, where are these people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they're in different spots on every I, Island. I, yeah. Too, I know. So. Like I know they're here. Yeah. And, and like even at that, like you can you can go to your ship and set sail without even talking to any of them. Yeah. And it's and that that freedom and that that is super cool. But it's like for the first time, whenever you spawn in, if you spawn in by yourself without a crew, well, and just running up to the ship, don't even get like if you spawn in the first time. Yeah. And you just run to the ship and go. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, like you basically sail you're, and, and then you're kind of screwed, and then you just don't do anything because you don't have any bananas. You yeah, don't, like if you get attacked, you don't have any cannonballs. <laughs> That's right. Like, well, I think they stock your ship initially with like twenty cannonballs. Okay, you know, so it's like you have twenty cannonballs and like a ten uh, bananas. but yeah. that's about it. So, like, it's definitely like worth playing with someone else who has played before. And yeah, I kind of like that. Um, but I think the guy who was playing with us, for instance, like he's like, I haven't figured out hardly how to do anything in this game. Yeah. Um, so you wonder if maybe he'd like spawned in by himself first and mm-hmm. then like, and then was like, I don't know what's, what's going on. I'm going to spawn in with, I'm going to join a crew of, yeah. of four or whatever. That's totally what I suspect. Yeah. And it's like, that was the thing with the, with the alpha whenever I was playing the alpha, like it would, it didn't give you the option of going by yourself. Like right, it would right, throw right. you into a crew no matter what. And so like, you really did have to figure it out. And it's like, sometimes you would get to a crew and it'd be a bad crew and it's like, yeah. oh, these people don't know what they're doing <laughs> and, or like are just jerks. And then you just leave and join another one. So it's like it, that that kind of uh, of gameplay isn't for everybody. Yeah. And so I totally get some people are, are just not on board for that style of game. But it's like that's the style of game that this is. And that's what they were going for for this. Yeah. So it was that very social kind of experiment thing. Yeah. I wonder if it's faster in those peak times getting in as a single player into a four-man crew than mm. it is a four-man crew looking for 
a server. Or if it's faster to get in like to, uh, to a uh, a larger crew, so like a, a one one pirate going into four people right. rather that's, than just doing by yourself. Yeah, that's, oh, then by yourself. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I wonder. Because I, I wonder if there's like stipulations. There's got to be stipulations on only this many ships per server yeah. and, you know, this size ships, that sort of thing. Overall, so. I really like the communication. Like, I'm glad that, you know, they're they're talking to us, they're telling what the, us what they're doing. Right. I'm, I'm not large. Like, again, until we get into next week, you know, I'm not largely concerned even about the problems that they're having. Right. Because um, they'll, they'll work it out and it'll be good. Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm loving the game. So it's so far. much fun, dude. Yeah. So much fun. And between that and the book, I have had very little time to do anything else yeah. um, in the last like three days or two days. Or yeah. So we've been playing it all weekend. Well, Chris. Yeah. We've got some news. The, news! the only thing, Chris, that mm. we have news wise. Yes. Um, it are a couple of games that have been announced for the Nintendo Switch. There's actually a few nin, like Nintendo, they call them Nindy, so the indie games that have been announced for it. But there was a few, like a couple what, of them. Like th- there's, there's always indie games on there. Here's the thing. I just want to call out every time <laughs> Nintendo names something, I pretty much just have a gut reaction. I hate it. Yeah. To like its core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word Nindies <laughs> makes me so... I, I like I don't even know. I mean, I just want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> well, regardless, so stupid of punching people, Chris. Uh, because I would I would I would agree with that one. That one's uh because before the Switch, right? Before <laughs> the, the Switch, before the Nintendo Switch came out, um, which I'm I was more okay with it. But I remember at the time you were just like I hate the name. I still kind of don't like it. Anyway, but the uh, before the switch, they just called Stupid. them indie games, and I was like, I would much rather than yeah, do that than, than try to like brand them themselves because like the majority of these are coming out to multiple platforms anyway, so it's not like they're exclusive or they they have any exclusive features to the Nintendo Switch. It's just they're on the Nintendo Switch. Anyway, so the <laughs> the big ones of note, Chris, are yeah. Mark of the Ninja Remastered, nice. uh, which is it was originally like an Xbox 360 arcade yeah. game. Yep, that's why um, I played it on. I don't know if that was exclusive to that. I don't think so. I think it came out to uh, to other things. But PS3, it, it would have been, and, and Steam, I think it's on. Yeah, I think it originally launched first okay, on the, yeah, uh, the yeah, 360. Um, and uh, But that's coming out, and that's coming out in fall 2018 for the Nintendo Switch, as well as all of the other consoles. So, again, there's there's mm-hmm. one that's like, hey. And what are they adding to it? Um, I do believe it's just updated visuals, oh. and uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, that's, a, that's a great... Um, Stealth platformer, probably one of the best stealth platformers. Yeah, and one of the one of the only like true ones, like where you don't do like it's not like oh man everything goes wrong and then action you know and that true, sort of yeah. thing. Well, I mean, yeah, like I mean, you, you are kind of forced to hide. Although it's it's not like Assassin's Creed where like you're seen and all of a sudden you just fail. That's right. Yeah, um, you can you can kind of escape and then hide again. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, uh, stealth ink was where you could like, you would have to fail every time. Like, it's like, yeah. oh man, you're seeing it's done. No, yeah, it's not, it's not that hardcore. Right. Um, the, uh, the other one that I wanted to call out, um, are, there's three actual games here, Banner Saga one, two, and three. 
Um, and so those are all coming to the Switch, which those have been released. Uh, Banner Saga 1 and 2 have been released on every other platform. I have never played them. Um, mm, I, I have like either. Banner Saga 1 on the Vita. I have Banner Saga 2 on the Xbox. <laughs> like just from like they give you the free games yeah. or whatever. And so like, but I always wanted to play them on the same platform. Yeah. So potentially this will be the the one that I uh, that I go. play those on. Um, and then Banner Saga 3 is happening sometime this summer. Uh, Banner Saga 1 or 2 probably will come out before that because it says coming soon. Nice. Um, the only other nod that I wanted to say was there's a game that I watched the trailer for called Bomb Chicken. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing. Looks it's pretty amazing. You are a, a chicken, a big plump chicken that can't jump, and but you can lay eggs. But rather than being eggs, they're bombs. <clears throat> and so it's like a puzzle platformer kind of a game. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks hilarious. <laughs> You're like, so if you just get up high, you just lay a bunch of eggs or a bunch of bombs and you have like five bombs stacked below you. You jump off and they explode. Yeah. So yeah, it looks it looks ridiculous and fun, which is two of my favorite things in video yeah, games. Yeah, I'll totally play that. That's the news. It's the smallest news section we've had in a while. It is. Chris. Hmm. <clears throat> Now we're into the review. Yeah. For Pacific Rim. Yep. Uprising. So, um, you have not seen Pacific Rim. Yes, I know we discussed on the podcast last week uh, that I was going to watch Pacific Rim, the original. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I did not. I have seen Pacific Rim. And so those <laughs> are the perspectives we're coming from whenever we do this. Uh, we'll do spoiler free for a second. Yeah. Um, and then we'll jump into spoilers. I don't expect to spending a ton of time on this movie. <laughs> I, me neither. Yeah. So, um, if you have seen Pacific Rim, you need to reset your expectations for what a Pacific Rim movie should be. Um, How my, so? Well, like, yeah. So let me explain for like, I really loved Pacific Rim. Actually, I want to see like what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. I loved the first um, Pacific Rim. Uh, it's, I think a lot of genre movie fans loved Pacific. Like, I mean, it was it was well loved throughout like comic book fans and like fans of uh, Del Toro's work and that sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, well directed, well written, well done. Like, it's a sci fi movie. It, it's it, like this is not this is sci fi. It's in the genre, but this is like um, kind of what I would say. If Pacific Rim, the first one, is the Star Trek reboot. This is Star Trek Beyond. Okay. Where it kind of, it just amps it up. It um, has a way lighter tone, even mm. though the world's ending. It's another one of these, you know, movies where like the disasters are happening and it yeah. has this like jokey kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, so like the first one, I would say like even it has kind of a dark storyline. Um, I was wondering about the horror aspects because like Del Toro loves like horror and yes. loves like kind of this like not even like horror for like in the traditional like or uh, I guess more modern sense of it but more like this uh, just an, a, a sense of of dread and like oh man something's out to get me this the cat and mouse kind of thing yeah I mean that's not it it's it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it has even horror aspects to it it's just straight sci-fi you nice. know like um, and uh, there's a lot of like even uh, kind of nods to like what's happening in the real world kind of thing. Like hmm. good sci-fi I feel like does that. It's yeah. just kind of a social commentary. And that's what the first Pacific Rim um, did. This doesn't really at all, hmm. um, I don't think. And as you go into it, like it doesn't really have a larger thing. And honestly, like there's some things, you know, again, kind of reset your expectations for what this should be. This feels like in tonally feels more like a Fast and the Furious 
movie than the original Pacific Rim. Yeah. Um, it also kind of like we can get into the spoiler section, but in a way, I feel like sometimes it cheapens the story of the original. But hmm. we can talk about that later. Yeah, the uh, like as someone who didn't see the original, like this, this definitely had like some interesting pacing um, along the way. I mentioned it right after where I was like, you know, the pacing feels more akin to like an older action movie um, where it's like, Hey, you know, you, you have these, these really action packed moments, these big, you know, big moments, but then in between there's a lot of like exposition. There's a lot of like um, dialogue. There's more character moments than, than, um, than more kind of modern-esque action movies yeah. like where it almost feels a lot like uh, like the pacing of it. it feels similar to like an Independence Day like original Independence Day and it's like it's not that like yeah. don't don't go in expecting an Independence Day but like from a from like the the way that the story is told pacing wise it feels like that where it's like hey here's the big fast thing at the beginning and we have this big thing at the end and there's a, a couple things here and there in the middle yeah, yeah uh, without getting into spoilers I don't know if I can walk down that road anymore but <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I started to. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, but yes, I mean, it's definitely like this is an action movie, whereas yeah. like an action slash disaster movie, whereas Pacific Rim, I wouldn't put in either one of those categories. Yeah. Um, again, reset your expectations for what this is going to be. <laughs> um, it may be right up your alley, but uh, it's way different from the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so visually, I thought it looked great. Um uh, I didn't like, you know, obviously a lot of it's CG, but I don't really have a problem with a lot of it. Um, the CG actually looked pretty good to me. Yeah. Like, the, the, the way it was directed, I was kind of like, uh, you know, again, it feels like another one, you know, it's like kind of like this is an action movie versus Guillermo del Toro has the has a very thoughtful way of directing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of subtlety to it, mm-hmm. whereas this was not, not yeah. bad at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, totally. It had, you know, all the like kind of even like Michael Bay influenced kind of shots. Definitely. Especially with the big robot action. Yeah, yeah. Scene, it's you very know? Transformers-esque sometimes. Um, which actually like I, I, I liked a lot better than some of the Transformers movies. Like as far as the action oh, yeah, goes, like the Transformer movies are a mess oh, action yeah, You can't see what's happening. Yeah, you can't the time. track anything. Yeah. Whereas this like felt like, oh man, there's drama here. Like yeah. there's tension. There's like that sort of thing. So like it is, it's definitely better action than like a, uh, yeah. a Transformers movie. And I would say like the, the plot and the, the, you know, it's got a very thin plot that you know it's just like you, you gotta take a lot of leaps to get here sometimes it is a uh the the classic stereotype of like what a sequel is is like yeah, let's is like this. pull up the weirdest way that we get to have a sequel yeah and then have a sequel yeah. and so like that's kind of what it felt like where it's like it's it's playing into those uh those things where it's like oh man yeah. we kind of saved the earth in the first one probably you know but like we've got to endanger it somehow yeah um I thought that the like we had a mix of old characters and new characters. Yeah. Um and it was a mixed bag. Like I would say like the weakest point for a lot of this and granted they weren't given a lot to work with sometimes, but like are the newer characters, there's like all these cadets. Yeah. And they're like that's some of the just, like poorest writing and delivery <laughs> in yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. Um I think it's also hard, like, because they were, a lot of them are younger, and so it's like, I don't know, it, there's something to, like, directing younger, yeah, for younger sure. casts, right? Yep. Like, there's something, like, magical whenever, like, you really nail it, right? Like, Spielberg and, but, can get a great performance out of Dakota Fanning, you right. know, like, 
Well, and you think about even like Logan, like yeah. Logan, it's like, yep. oh my gosh, you know, there was, there was multiple kids in, at the end of that. Yeah. And it's like, all of them did a, a yeah. good job. Um, and so, but in this, like there's, there's also, there are, it was well-written. It's true. There's, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. For, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, it, there was definitely some, some spots where you're just like, I'm not sold at all on, you know, a large group of characters here. So, yeah. um, I liked John Boyega a lot. Like, yeah, I, I will say what cow. was, it, so I think whenever it first started, I was kind of like, this is, I wasn't sold on his character at the beginning. They give you a lot of expedi- exposition dump kind of right off the bat with him. Yeah. And well, and then, and then even with the exposition dump, his, the way he was portraying the character seemed very like. Uh, flippant and like uh, it was weird dude well, like, but they started super like full of himself and he's not like that later though right what's interesting about that like the uh the way they did the intro is like they they then maybe this is spoiler territory so maybe we should we should lay okay. off on some of this yeah. stuff but like they give you they start in the middle of his story mm-hmm. right they, they start the exposition from the middle of his backstory yeah and then reveal the early backstory yeah. later and like whenever you have that context for like the entirety of his character you're like yeah. I kind of get it, and and he like whenever he starts changing over time, like you you yeah. like more buy it, and so like but there's that there's that dissonance immediately of like, we we know some things in this big exposition you know yeah. thing, but like we don't know everything, and and so that was a little bit yeah. that was a little disconcerting for me. But other know? than that, like um yeah I, I really I th- I thought he did a good job. I mean I'm gonna I thought he did a better job here than he's done in some of the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Honestly, I've always liked him in Star Wars, but like I, I, I understand like you know I understand that perspective. So yeah, I mean I feel like he, for what this movie was, I think he had a pretty complex character. Yeah, um, and uh, he did a good job with it. Yeah, dude. Um, it's kind of like last week whenever we were talking about Tomb Raider. It's like, well, uh, Alicia Vikander did like she kind of carried that movie. I feel like John Boyega kind of carried this movie for sure. Yeah. Especially, especially of the like what what I perceived to be because again I didn't see the original what I perceived to be the new characters like yeah. he was the the one you yeah. know yeah yeah for sure so Chris hmm. are we ready to say whether people should go see this movie yeah um, I would say if man see this is hard it's a hard one it's one of the it's one of the few ones like that is is hard a hard call I think. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. Are you glad you saw it in theaters? That's no. another question. I don't need to see this. In you theaters. probably could have rented. I could have totally rented this okay. movie. Um, my thought is like, if you loved the first one, like you're probably like, like you said, if you set your expectations I, right, yeah, you're probably gonna that's, want at least to see it. That's where I'm wavering in on theaters. It. Like, like I think we talk about the spoiler stuff. I can't really get into it. I also come from the perspective of like with with things that I enjoy, like a a franchise that I enjoy, like oh, hey, I really yeah. like X movie, right? Even if the second movie in that series is a train wreck, I want to go see the train wreck. You know? know, I don't know if you do. Um, I, like I, I don't know that I am better for seeing this movie. Interesting. And if I really even care about this movie after you know. Yeah, in regards to the story, it's fine. I mean, I would say as me having not seen the first one and yeah. not like love the characters or love the love right. the, the world or anything like that, like have no no context for anything. Right. I would say, hey, rent this thing. It's a it's an action movie. You know, yeah. um, if you like action movies, you're probably Again, gonna like this. And that's and that's where I'm kind of like, I don't know if you loved the first movie. I d- I can't say that you will love this movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense because it's so different. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah, so we'll say rent it. 
I think both of us are on that. Yeah, on rent that it thing. if you're curious. Yeah. How about we say that? And then if you really, <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, do what you want. Exactly. Go see the movie if you want to go see the movie. Yeah. Um, again, if you like are like, oh, if I miss if I miss the big robot action in theaters, I'll be bummed. Then go see the movie. But yeah. otherwise, I would say it's a good one. Yeah. All right, Chris, we're about to spoil this thing. Mm. And uh, we're going to spoil this thing in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. The kaiju are back and they are brains inside giant robots. That's right. They pulled. The call is coming from inside the house. Stupid. That's basically what the plot of this movie was. Like so in order, dumb. in order to get the uh, to get everything like lined up for uh, another like a third one in the franchise. Yeah. They had the uh, the call had to be coming from inside the house, and yeah. then they had to open the portals the other way to let the kaiju in. So, <laughs> uh, I was diving on like the 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 story. Yeah. Um. So. I think there's a few things that just kind of like really, like honestly, cheapen even the story from the original now. Um, set aside the tonal differences because I think that definitely does too. It makes kind of turns me off, like yeah. from the movie. Uh, but then like things like Charlie Day's character in the first, like him becoming the evil villain, mm-hmm. is just weird. And it makes zero sense. Like they don't like it's not. This is it feels so tacked on. Mm-hmm. Well, what can we do to make a sequel? Mm-hmm. They don't imply that hey, he has this like crazy thing going on relationship with this kaiju brain um, in the first one. They don't like that's not a thing. <laughs> um, at least not that I can remember, unless it's like so subtle that it's like see that one time that he blinked. Yeah, you know I, who knows. Um, um, yeah, that one that was a weird that, that was a weird twist whenever it even happened here. Yeah. Cuz like early on like he was playing it so normal and playing like it seemed like he was well, like and his character, and they, they didn't play it as a big twist either. You know, like and this uh, you know you can you can chalk this up to the tonal differences, but even though even though you, I don't think you can. His character was so much funnier and s- like way better in the first movie. Like and you would think in an action movie he'd be even funnier. You'd mm-hmm. think of the funny stuff would be here. But it's not, Chris, uh, and he's like that's his, you know. But I don't know, because like with with our experience with Michael Bay's Transformers movies and the humor in there, like yeah, I mean, <laughs> action movies like this don't have to be funny. That's true. I just it's just it's just weird, you know, like for for a character to change that much, yeah. between the two movies. Um, so there's that. There's mm-hmm. also the like the fact that okay, well, all of a sudden now we figure out that the kaiju are all going to. Um, this I forget which 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 volcano are they going to Mount Fuji Mount Fuji yeah all of a sudden we figure that out like we couldn't have figured that out last time well I don't even again I don't think that's something that was even implied last time. right well I also think like with the uh, from the exposition of this one yeah the last time it seemed like there was only one rupture in there was between the universe yeah, it was just one. So it's not like the monsters are like showing up all over yeah, the world. Th- it didn't make any sense. And I making was about like that too. making this beeline for like one spot, right? Well, they were showing up all over the world, but they but they were swimming from the breach and going to other cities. So I'm like, okay, the city, the ones that showed up 
you know, on the the west coast of the Pacific, yeah. uh, like of, on, in the U.S. Yeah. How in the world were they supposedly going to Mount? Bro, Fiji? they're walking around the world, man. They're just they're like just, you know, they're going, the, uh, they're going around the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, whenever the the you know, you're going to the 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 Walgreens down to the on the block to the right, yeah. right? But you go left instead. Yeah, exactly. I do that all the time. I mean, it's just it. You just do it, dude. <laughs> So that part, I'm like, so so dumb. As we said, it is the most contrived reason to have a sequel and to to put more kaiju uh, into this world. The so there's that, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and and like the way that it, I feel like, I mean, the the point of the first one was that they're. Actions were random and unpredictable. Hmm. And that's why Charlie Day's character and this other scientist had to mind meld with his brain to figure out like, okay, what are they, what is, what is happening? What How do we doing? defeat? How them? do we defeat them? Yeah. Like, and talk, like basically get into the brains of the, um, the aliens on the other side of the breach. The fact that now, oh, there's a, there was this pattern we didn't see before and they were all going to Mount Fiji and blah 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 blah. Like, it's, it, again, yeah. it cheapens the entire first movie's plot. We're like, it, this is we couldn't predict this for sure. We don't know yeah. what they're thinking. Yeah, we have to mind meld with I, them or whatever. I get it, and I also get that like that moment happened so quickly. I mean, in this one, yeah, yeah. Where I like, think about figured it out so fast, right? I think about some of the like. It reminded me a little bit of like some of the some of the more. I don't know, movies that are adapted from books, like where books are like, they take a lot of time for you to figure something out. But then in the movie version of it, it happens in like 30 seconds. And yeah. you're like, well, that doesn't yeah. make any, you know, that's, that's a jump. Felt like. And that's yeah. what this felt like, but without the book side of it, <laughs> right. you know, without the, 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 the actual yeah. good version, you know? Um, two other things. So then like in the first movie that you um, really get to know the pilots of the, of the, uh, the robots, like, they're all all one character almost like cool. the pilot w- along with their um why am i blanking on what they're called the jaeger the jaeger with their jaeger is a character cool um and like there's you know like some of them are have i mean they were kind of shades of it where like some of them have different fighting styles where like here's a more like um, martial arts fighting style. Well, they definitely had that with the uh, with the katanas. Yeah, uh, the the dual katanas character that was much faster than yep. the others. Well, I mean, um, and I liked that. Yeah, but it wasn't like I mean, what is that other than oh, it's just the one with dual katanas? It, like you don't really know the personality. Yeah. of those pilots, and so like whenever one of them and they died, largely don't have an arc. Yeah, they don't have any kind of. Whereas like they're the, the same at the one, end at the be as at man, the beginning. Every single time someone died, it was heavy, and you yeah. felt it because you've lived with this character and you knew kind of the personality of them and their mm. their Jaeger. And so like that was just again, it, it felt like it took something that had a lot of depth and just like has about this much depth. Made it way shallower. Way yeah. shallower. Um, so there's that. That's a bummer. Yeah, I know. Well, because like, and that's a bummer in any action movie. That's one of the biggest like. I like action movies. Yeah. I lean more into like the comic book action movies, but like, you know, yeah. this kind of feels similar to that where it's like, or like Power Rangers or whatever. Like I love those, but it's like, yeah. I like them best whenever every like kind of meaningful character has this big arc. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, they're, they're different somehow at the end than at the beginning. But so many action movies don't do that successfully. Like, yeah. and this is, this is, this one falls prey to that. Like there, there was no one other than John Boyega. Mm-hmm. Um, who was really different at the end than at the beginning. Yeah. You know? The 
I think the the last thing that kind of like I don't like in terms like whenever I think about it in, with the other movie um, is the way that it just feels weird. The way that the drone, like all of a sudden the drones have this. It doesn't make sense that these drones would all of a sudden become monsters somehow from this brain that all what, of a sudden the brain that was like, growing as a seed grows, Chris, you know? and then like somehow it has monster qualities sprouting out of it. I don't yeah. know. It makes zero sense. Like no, again, none of that was like we didn't see even even the monster joining itself together. Like none of that was a thing. In the first movie, that was very cool. In this, it was cool. It just doesn't. It doesn't have any kind of basis. In, like in the lore. In the yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now it does, but <laughs> like, until now, it didn't. It's canon now, Chris. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I, I kind of got that vibe where it's like whenever that that started happening, I was like, oh, oh, this is this is different than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh. And yeah. I again. It's this whole like idea of it being a sequel, where it's like let's launch into a series, like we're making the yeah, Pacific want, Rim I mean, so thing a franchise, a franchise, like a universe. Now. Yeah, and they've and they've teased it, you know, like it's like well now we're going to the alien planet, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and I think like that, like the entire premise of being able to relaunch this thing that was super cool into something larger, it's like in some way it's gonna gonna somewhat cheapen it and it's like yeah. that's the my problem with a lot of the whole like hollywood and i understand why it has to be this way for money but yeah. it's like franchise syndrome of like everything has to be a franchise and it's like yeah. let's rather than making like it seems like with this one they made a a a really good movie yeah people really enjoyed it and followed it and so then they were like wait a second we shouldn't have just closed that off and, and left that, you know, we should have left it open for a franchise. Um, it's, it's just, so. it's, it's weird. I think like that they, it's such a departure from the original, like in my mind, I'm like, I think they could have told a similar story possibly. Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, again, every single, uh, every single twist and turn, we just, you just detailed as that was weird. It was weird. You know? And so like every single, every single reason that we're fighting more <laughs> Kaiju is weird. Yeah. And so like, I, I mean, I, th- I think at its core, it's just weird. Um, I put in all that aside and then like, let's just talk about the movie as the movie, not as the movie as a sequel. Right. Um, Still had a lot of pacing issues. All yeah. of a sudden, like there's all these broken down Jaegers, and they have them fixed in like, like that. Yep. There was all but one of them were broken, <laughs> and they fixed them in like <laughs> ten minutes <laughs> while these kaiju were uh, trekking over to. Dude, one of them was like missing a leg. Like, I know. One of them's leg was like shattered, and the, their heads were shattered. Uh, well, I mean, but see, that's a smaller than an entire leg, like yeah, on the Jaegers I mean, anyway, because like the yeah, Jaegers have these little tiny like cockpits. Yeah. Where are they getting these pieces? At? I don't. Know. Yeah, so weird. Anyway, um, but they had a lot of help, Chris. They had the uh, the they that, had the girl corp- who could fix everything. Well, but there was that, then there was that corporation, which I thought was a hilarious thing because I like they like that, her character. Like I liked her character in the back half of the movie. Like it was she was cool. Yeah, but like. They took this cool thing where it's like, and she's going to help us save the day because she's built things before, right? And they immediately, like, turn that on its head and make it worthless by, like, uh, having millions of helicopters fly in from this corporation. It's like, oh, and by the way, those people are actually doing everything, you know? And so, like, I I And again, it's the the whole, like, it's the whole... I was bummed about that. This happens in movies, action movies, I feel like, where it's like, 
man, this one person is the person. These are going to save us all. Like, not in charge at all. Actually kicked out of the army, but they're yeah. going to save us all. Yeah, well, the non-existent army at that point. Exa- like, yeah, exactly. I also love where she's like, she's like, she's like, but I don't belong here anymore. I'm like, well, dude, do you look around? No one is in this thing all anymore. All of a sudden, like, you're like, this, like, this is your your pilot group, the, the, the cadets. You have no no other pilots. It's so insane. Yeah. <laughs> And and for ha- and none of the other Jaegers around the world that supposedly are there protecting the rest of the the world. It's the first. It's but the Chris, first line all of them were destroyed says, by drones. When he's he's like oh, true. When he says like why were you building one and she's like because they're gonna come back and I'm gonna be ready this time. Come on. Well, that also, come on. It's so funny. It's I was like, like you're the only one, the only one who believes that they could come back. But like at that point, it's like I. I that's taking someone who is like a conspiracy theorist and then it's like, well, but, but actually she was right. I mean, sure. Yeah, she was right. We all know she's right because they were watching the sequel. Because <laughs> we're sitting in this movie right now. <laughs> exactly. Because if she wasn't right, this would be a pretty boring movie. And, and it's one of those lines that's like so cheap. It's like yeah. whenever, you know, someone in Independence Day, you know, or or it's like San Andreas when someone's that's like, right. there's going to be a quake. Like, no, there's not going to be a quake. And you're like, listen to him. There's going to be a quake. It says San Andreas on the poster. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I've but seen you, the future, but you know, and there's a quake. You know, you, as a movie, like you're, you, this is a cheesy thing. You're watching a disaster movie. Yeah, yeah. And again, the first one was not that. You yeah. know, like, but and it's just like, just a st- anyway. I mean. I, this like that that didn't bother me because again I haven't seen you the had first no context. one. I, know. I have zero I know. context for and the I first remember, one. I feel like I was just like, oh my gosh, like what <laughs> happened? <laughs> I just thought I was like, well, I mean, she's probably right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, there's there's oh, weird man. things there. Even like the first. Again, I'm sorry, I just keep comparing it. The first one I felt like had really good science behind it. Yeah. Or well, like this one's like. This one took the main scientist and made them the enemy, like, or one of the two main scientists, I should say, and made them the enemy. And then the other scientist was relegated to discovering that. And so <laughs> basically, well, that and then be like, hey, can you use your computer programming skills to fix this? Right. I mean, like, and and so that aspect of it was a little little strange. Um, I also thought like there were so many characters from the first one. Like I was asking you afterwards, I was, I was curious to find out like, okay, so which characters are from the first one? And there were so many characters from the first one that they killed off very early in this movie Yeah, and used their like somewhat meaningless deaths as like a catalyst to throw these other things like into, into the fray, like of, of like, Oh, it means something for us to fight this. Right. Yeah. They used these, these death, the death of like his sister and the death of, uh, of the one captain dude who, uh, who that was, was later like, on in, yeah. in charge of the things. Like it used those deaths as like, let's send these characters into the thing. But like what you're both figuratively and somewhat literally doing is blowing up the first movie in order to send off the second movie. Yeah, and it's well, like, and I they, don't know well, that that's the best way. Like we didn't blow up, half of the main characters of of a new hope to go into empire strikes back you know yeah that's true but then again i also feel like you know the, the, it's it's a this was a really weird well, again, tonally like, action movie right, I mean, it's well, action movie and, and so and, it's like it makes sense yeah i mean what you're describing would be a, a more serious take on this like whereas they they chose not to take go that route <laughs> Like I said, it's largely meaningless deaths. Yeah, you know, what I mean, they 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 just served the purpose to to push other people in in whatever direction they wanted to go. In. Yeah, um, it's weird, man. I don't know. It's hard. The 
I don't even know what to say, man. I come at it a little bit more favorably than you because I haven't seen the first one. Yeah. And so, like, I think you're right. Like, you were right in the, uh, whenever you were saying whether or not to go see this, it's like, man, if you're a super fan of the of the first one or if you really liked the first one, yeah. you may come out of this one and be like, I hated that thing. I mean... Whereas if you haven't seen it, like, I come out of it and I'm like, well, it was a, it was a decent action movie. In terms of the story, I think the story, I mean, I'm just like, this is so stupid now. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, and then like I mean, it's a tenuous present uh, pr- uh, premise anyway. So here's what I'll say: monsters are coming out of a rift in the ocean. I will say I enjoyed this movie more than some other action movies that I've seen recently. Sure, but I also feel like some of those other action movies delivered on what they were trying to do better than this one did. I mean, what was this one trying to do? I mean, I don't even know what the purpose of this was. I mean, that's that's a that's a point in and of itself. Um, that it, 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 I was sold on like John Boyega's character throughout, yeah, but it's yeah. like, that's it. You know, that's, that's the, that's the, if John Boyega wasn't in like the third one, I probably would not, not care at all. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it's just interesting to me that like, I don't know. I enjoyed a lot of, a lot of this one just because I'm like sitting here being yeah. like, Hey, this is a cool robot. Action. I mean, the thing is I'll probably watch it again, but like, you know, it's one, it's one of the things in my mind where like I have to completely separate Mm. Like if I go go back and watch Pacific Rim, the first one, yeah, like which I, I'm interested enough to do now. It's kind of like whenever Fulton was here, like spoilers for the the most recent Cloverfield, the Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, whenever he's sitting there, she's saying like, you know, Cloverfield paradox kind of ruins the franchise for him in his mind yeah. a little bit. That's where this is at for me in my mind. Without the time travel mechanic, yeah, well, yeah, it's separate things, <laughs> but. I get I, like I I I'm more on that side with this one mm-hmm. than I was like with the Cloverfield paradox. I could see that. Um, I thought the action was cool. Yeah, I, I mean, really, it's an action movie, so it was cool action. Again, like the CG, like I, the first trailer I saw, I thought the CG looked pretty bad in this. Yeah, but then like I was like, well, maybe over time it'll get better. And that's usually like sometimes action movies with heavy CG, they will either look better in the end product or look worse in the end product. Yeah, and uh, this one definitely like it looked a lot better. Yeah, um, and it was, it was I thought the CG was really good. There wasn't anything that looked really ropey to me. Yeah, I mean nothing looked like super hokey. Uh, I th- I think that. Um, you could definitely tell it was CG. Oh, of course. Uh, it wasn't like, hey, this is photorealistic. Yeah. Um, I also like the world, which is what like made me makes me want to go the back. Or it, the, like this is kind of a post-apocalyptic kind of scenario now, right? But I mean, I liked the idea of like the war. I liked the idea yeah. that like these cities have like ways for people to get underground, like big bunkers yeah. and things like that. I really enjoyed like the the different skeleton bones laying around and stuff like that. Yeah. Like all of this kind of world building stuff that they did, especially like early on yeah. where, where uh, John Boyega is like running through this burnt out, you know, Jaeger. Yeah. It's like all of that stuff was so cool. Yeah. That was that's super interesting mainly because like that stuff wasn't in the original. Like, I mean, the bunkers were, I believe. And, um, I'm going to assume that universe had some kind of scrapyard, but you didn't see it. Right. You know, but yeah, like the, the big bones laying everywhere yeah. and, um, kind of just like, again, it's kind of like, this is post apocalyptic post war life. People are putting life back together kind of yeah. vibe. Um, yeah, that's super cool. I, I like that a lot. I definitely also appreciated yeah, these big guns on the coast, oh, you dude, know? That, like on the bridge and stuff. That was yeah. cool. Um, I also appreciated that while we were in the middle of this action, before mm. everybody had completely evacuated, like before we used that line and then we say, Oh, in, in oh Tokyo. they've all evacuated the city. You're good. You know, yeah. um, Which, whenever, how do they know that? Well, first of all, I think it was mainly whenever the two robots were fighting, right? So the, uh, the, the first time or 
was that the first no, battle? They didn't say it in the first battle. No, they didn't say it in the first battle. But I'm saying like I liked the I, the aspect of it that you saw from like office perspective. Here's a giant knife that smashes through, yeah. right? Like I liked seeing the the from the ground kind of stuff because like that's something you don't see in like the big superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, you th- have things like Man of Steel where it's like entire cities are being leveled. Well, and I feel like and you never see anything from a, a, a normal person's perspective. I feel like that's why they throw in a line now where it's like you know everyone's underground. You're okay. You you know, like, yeah. so that you, you don't get that kind of criticism. Like, you're literally leveling the city with people in it. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, I, I struggle whether or not I even like that. Where, you know, like, because the argument with, like, Superman is always like, well, just lead him out of town. Quit punching him through buildings. <laughs> He's chasing you. Mm-hmm. Like, just leave. Well, because literally super, Superman can fly. Exactly. Uh, same thing with this. Like, I feel like in the so in the first movie, let's use that. They lure one of the um, kaiju out of the city to keep it from destroying the place. Mm. Like they are actively concerned about the city. So they thought about those things. They thought about those things. Yeah. This one was not. Yeah, this the, one thought about those things in the shots that they made, like as far as like, oh man, here's a bunch of people in an office building and it's being destroyed now, you know. But like, so they didn't weren't weren't uh, they didn't completely close their eyes to the to the atrocities or whatever. Well, but yeah, it wasn't well, actively like the characters making it plot. The characters. Well, I think the difference is it's not necessarily showing the perspective of the of the like. I think that works because you need to like in a disaster movie, for instance, you need to see the perspective of the people. True. But the characters in the first movie cared about not destroying the city, mm-hmm. whereas the characters in this movie do not care about not destroying the city. Doesn't seem like, like they do. Let's yeah. just have the fight in the middle of the city. Yeah, and like, and it, it, it's that it's we it's weird. And like, I don't mind you know something like San Andreas. You know, like hey, the destruction. Like it's not like I'm I've not made the choice as a person to allow this destruction to <laughs> the city. It's happening right. because of the earthquake. Right. You know, I can't affect that. Right, but in this, actual people made a decision to not have this battle somewhere else. Yeah, you could have intercepted these monsters before now. Well, but could they? Because they were still putting all their things back together, or lure them ba- do the same thing they did in the first movie, yeah. lure them back out of the city. You know, things right. that like I know they put these these things in place. Right, but as a as a um, as a movie, like they've written these into the script to force them to have this fight in the city. That's mm-hmm. what I don't like. Well, and then also like the fact that nobody kind of references it on the uh, on the like good guy team where it's like, can we try to have him not level half the city or whatever? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's like let's try to at least try at yeah. least try to get them well, out let of him the get city. let him get just, sure he's gonna he's gonna the monster's gonna just barrel through town. Okay, meet him on the other side. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at least you're not punching him like and destroying the whole place, right? You right. Know? Well, even in this, like they're at, he like there was one of the before the monster was like stitched together into one. Yeah, they're um, pulling buildings. Yeah, down Yeah, he was on actually him. literally like pulling buildings. Like how many buildings does it take? And I think like the part of that is probably because like whoever wrote this or directed it like thinks like thought that would be cool to see all this destruction, and which is where I totally understand your point about it being more of a disaster movie than it being anything, you know, it's like, Oh man, let's just watch a lot of destruction happen. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. It's a, it's a weird one. It is weird. And again, it's, it's one of those, like, uh, even if this didn't have the, the, the first movie to like be in such dissonance with yeah. on that respect, 
I still wouldn't don't think I would like it. Yeah, I know? think I still think that that would be weird a little yeah. bit, you know, of, of like, oh, let's just not worry about leveling the entire so city. Stupid. Let's not even put it. You a, know, there's well, some random janitor in the hallway somewhere that didn't get in the underground bunker. Well, I mean, I think like there were even people who like literally didn't get in. Yeah, the I know you saw them and yeah. he's like, oh, everybody's in. Yeah. Level the place. Um, And then like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, like I said, I think a, a line of like, well, can you try to get him out of the city and like at least make it seem like they, they tried. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they had tried to do this, you know, um, and not just like kind of blanket statement. It's like, everybody's down, you know, I don't know. Um, it's just dumb. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just a weird action film thing it's in 2018, Chris. So um, all right. Are we ready to, ready to rate this thing? Oh, we haven't talked about soundtrack. Soundtrack was nah. Okay. I thought some of the like awesome horns, like, but that's like everything post inception has that type of a situation. Yeah, and, like, I, nothing really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, other than they had some cool licensed music. Yeah, there's some licensed music in there, but but it's like they never actually played the licensed music. It, like played it up like Baby Driver or something like that. Right, you know, right. So. It didn't really play a role. In uh, it. Yeah, it was just kind of like in the background. Yeah. Um, are you ready to rate this thing, Chris? Sure. What do you rate Pacific Rim? Uprising. I'm gonna give this a five point five. Five point five. That's a yep. pretty low one. That's Chris. real low. This is the lowest one I've rated in a long it's time. Pretty low, man. Um, I'm not gonna go quite that low. I'm probably gonna do a solid. Man, it's like six or six point five, but it's like I I I, I could waver either way. Where it's like in talking to you, it's <laughs> like. Um, it's probably a six point five if I had watched the first yeah, one, yeah. but like as is, as having no context for any of this, <laughs> right, it's a right. six point five. Right. You know. Okay. Then then go with that. So it's That's like what you're... yeah, no no context, six point five. Yeah. Which is still pretty pretty. Bad. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's like eh, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed myself watching this. Yeah, and, and I probably would be in the same same boat if I had if the original one didn't exist. If it was yeah. just a movie that I go see, I'm like, ah, oh, that was enjoyable. Yeah. But like. There's just so many things going against it <laughs> that make me just actively dislike it. I get it, dude. I get it. And like I said, I I fully believe that if I watch, you should it, watch like, the first one. When I do watch it, yeah. like again, this I'm very intrigued by this, and yeah. uh, and it, this actually makes me want to watch the and first that's, one. That's good. Like yeah. the world's cool. I really like the first one. Well, and it's like I feel like that's a good Elba result. In it, he's great. Yeah, oh, dude, I love Idris Elba. And, and, okay, so I will say, perfect casting. Yeah, uh, John Boyega as Idris yeah. Elba's son. Sure. Holy cow! Yeah. It's like this is perfect. Yeah. Can they? Can we please get them in the same movie together, right. playing a father and son role? I would yeah. love to see that, Chris. I'll probably watch the the, the, the inevitable. Well, maybe inevitable. There was like six people in our theater. Uh, well, but okay. <laughs> but the dudes to our left seem to be loving. They it. seem to love it. I, you know, you the know. people to our right, the the children to yeah. our right, which were far too That's young true. to be watching this movie. Yeah, they were far too young to they be watching. They thought whenever that robot flipped them off, that was the funniest thing in the world. They loved it, Chris. Yep. Anyway, but they loved the rest of the movie too. Like I, they were uh, they were into it. Were they? Like into the action. There was a, a slow portion in the middle yeah. where I thought that the the like you know, little, little boy was, he was like, not, not, not into it anymore. Like he was like playing with his reclining seat a little bit. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. But then as soon as the action started back up, they were glued, man. They nice. were so into this. I mean, well, and the thing is, I think this will probably do well overseas um, because they featured a very, and they didn't the first one too, but like obviously featured a, uh, uh, China in a big way. Didn't they go to Shanghai or no? Was the we were the, in Japan? We, for the majority yeah, of this. yeah, well, yes, but we were in the the we were in the the East China Sea or something like that. That sounds yes, that's right. Um, You're right. I like I I think they're probably like 
wanting this to open big overseas. Action movies typically do really, really well. Well, in, and in like, like uh, I, I can't those remember mar- like the China market. Yeah, like things like Pirates of the Caribbean. I think about that where it's like, man, it was really poor in the U.S., but then like the the Chinese market and the overseas market just blow this thing up. Where it's like, well, they made their money back. Well, I think like I mean, even like, some of the DC movies like were like true. That, you yeah, know? Suicide Squad was like that. So yeah. was um. Uh, not in Justice League. What was right before Suicide Squad? Oh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, but yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising. It's an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on Target Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on the back of the DVD. You know. Yep. Um, so next week we are reviewing Ready Player One. That's correct. With Fultron. We've read to talk about. So um, this week. Not only did Pacific Rim Uprising come out, but Isle of Dogs comes out. I'm right. probably going to go try to see that maybe this weekend sometime. Um, I, there's so many movies out I need to go see. Uh, also, A Way Out releases uh, the co-op game. You, yeah. have, you must play it co-op. You can play it online, and your friend doesn't even have to have a copy of the game. Yeah, you can give gift your uh, – there's like a friend's token. They can download yeah. the game and play it, uh, play it with you. Somehow, I thought this was a couch-only game. That is incorrect. Yes, you've corrected me. So um, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to playing that game too. Apparently, it's really good. It's getting good reviews. It's like a four or five hour game, something like that. Perfect. Again, great weekend game. It is. It's a really <laughs> solid. Like that's a great link for a game, Chris. Um, yeah. I, uh, I also like the hundred hour games. I mean, I like I all like, games. I feel like I, I uh, the most common like duration game for me to complete and yeah. things is like a fifteen hour game. Yeah. I, mean, I would say maybe on average. Yeah. Um, so the most of those out in the next week is uh, Ready Player One. So we're going to see that. I think Fultron is going to join us, which is great. So we'll see you then. Yeah. That's it for this week. You can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com. thought we were ending right there, Chris. On Chris Wright 250. <laughs> and John Wright 777. You thought I was going to say... St- yeah, like- we were, you said that's it for this week, and I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> we're not doing any of the other outro I stuff. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, please go to your podcast service of choice and review us to all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We still need to talk about Rebels once I watch it. You keep faking me out, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I really, really want to talk to you about Rebels, dude. Yeah. I, this is something that, like, it's it's going to happen. There's yeah. a time frame where, like, if you haven't watched it in, like, two more weeks, I will just spoil it off for you. Crap. All right. I'm going. No, don't do that. Chris, we have our own brotherly spoiler countdown that's oh, happening no. right now. I don't like know? that at all. Just- I don't like I don't like that. I'm gonna get jumped by spoilers. <laughs> I will never do I'm that. I'm kidding. I, would never I know you that. wouldn't. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.